Good morning and welcome to another podcast that's tracking our Bible reading schedule. Today brings us to a short little epistle of Jude. Jude was a flesh brother of the Lord Jesus and also the Apostle James who wrote the book of James. And his book is actually just one chapter long. And the subject of Jude is contending for the faith. He gets to this subject right away in verse 3. He says, Beloved, while using all diligence to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you and exhort you to earnestly contend for the faith once for all delivered to the saints. Now the reason uh, Jude is uh, exhorting the believers to contend for the faith is because the faith, the items that we believe in that make us Christians, the faith was under attack at that time by heretics and by apostates. And he spends some time to develop uh, <clears throat> the uh, heresies and the, the apostasies. He starts by showing some historical examples of the Lord's judgment upon apostasy. Uh, speaking of the children of Israel in the Old Testament who came out of Egypt, but then afterward they didn't believe. They got judged. He speaks of the angels who left their principality at the time of Noah and joined themselves to the daughters of men to produce an evil uh, race of beings on the earth, the giants. Those angels were judged. He also gives the historical example of Sodom and Gomorrah and how those cities were judged because of their apostasy. Uh, <clears throat> during the course of Jude's short chapter, he uses a lot of colorful language to describe the heretics of that day and the apostates. And I don't really have time to develop and get into the significance of all these terms that he uses, they are significant. I think the main thing we need to focus on for this brief overview is what is the faith? Um, he says, I found it necessary to write to you and exhort you to earnestly contend for the faith, once for all delivered to the saints. There's something here called the faith. It's the items that Christians believe in. And these items actually produce a subjective believing in the believers, a subjective faith. But the faith here is the objective faith, the items we believe in that, that make us Christians, that make us special compared to all the other groups of people on the earth. The speciality of the Christians and the Christian church is the faith. So what are these items? These items are basically the contents of the New Testament, which we could summarize as saying that it's the things that are centered around the person and work of Jesus Christ. We have one God, and this one God is triune, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. And this triune God was incarnated 2,000 years ago in the person, Jesus Christ. He was born of a virgin. He lived a perfect human life without sin. And then he was crucified. He was crucified. 
and died a redemptive death. He shed a perfect blood, which resulted in a perfect redemption to redeem all mankind. He paid the price for all of our sins by his death on the cross. Then he was buried, and on the third day he rose from the dead. In his resurrection, he became the life-giving spirit. He ascended to the heavens and is seated at the right hand of the Father. And then he was poured out upon all flesh, so that now whosoever would turn, would repent, would believe, could receive him as the Spirit coming into their spirit, and they would be regenerated, born again, born of God. And we believe that the Lord Jesus is coming again to receive his, his people to himself. These are the items, in brief, uh, the items that Christians believe in and that we should contend for. Now today, Christians often contend for things outside the realm of the common faith. They contend for things that are in the Bible, but they're not part of the faith centered around the person and work of Christ. And because they contend for those things, they often cause divisions among real believers. Real, genuine children of God get divided from one another by contending for things that are outside the realm of the common faith. So we have to know what is the faith that we contend for. And Jude charges the believers to contend for the faith once for all, delivered to the saints. We would not contend for something like uh, how to be baptized, for example, or head covering, or whether to serve wine or grape juice at the Lord's table, or whether we have musical instruments in our meetings. People, Christians, have different opinions about these kind of things, and each one has their own verses to support their view and their opinion. But there are some things that we would call the faith, that there's no ground for differences of opinion. If someone were to come in among us and say, Jesus Christ was a good man who lived 2,000 years ago, but he wasn't really God, because that's not possible. We would contend for that. Yes, Jesus Christ is God. If he's not God, we don't have a Savior. Or someone may say, you know, uh, the story of Jesus' resurrection from the dead, that was a beautiful metaphor that the uh, apostles uh, used to portray something. Uh, we would say, no, it wasn't a metaphor. It was true. It was a fact. Jesus Christ rose from the dead. He rose from the dead. If he didn't rise from the dead, then that means he's not alive right now. And if he's not alive right now, how can he come into us and regenerate us? So we have to contend for the deity of Christ, for the humanity of Christ. We contend for his redemptive death on the cross. We contend for the resurrection of Christ. And in resurrection, he became the life-giving spirit. He ascended to the heavens far above all and has the rule and the authority. And he now can dispense his life into whosoever would turn and believe and receive him. These are the things that we would contend for.
So, <clears throat> praise the Lord for this little book of Jude. Uh, <clears throat> at the end of this book, uh, this chapter, uh, Jude charges the believers to build themselves up upon their most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keeping themselves in the love of God, awaiting the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And he concludes by <clears throat> saying that this God is able to guard us from stumbling and to set us before His glory without blemish in exaltation. And the last verse is a wonderful praise to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, might, and authority before all time, and now, and unto eternity. Amen.